0: Pastor looks like, and what he what he ought to be. I love your pastor. Don't you love your pastor tonight? I do. I love I love him, Miss Pope, and um, I'm so glad to be associated with men like Steve Pope. What God has done here, it's uh, typical in that it's a long, arduous, continual stick with it process. Brother, it's, it's proof positive. I think you'd agree with this, that if you'll stay with it, God will honor it and God will bless it. I'm convinced of this. If God can do a work in Union Grove, he can do one anywhere. Somebody say amen right there. I'm convinced of that. I'm just, I'm telling you, it's a blessing to me. And I'm so thankful to be here tonight. Some of my friends are here this evening And people that I love People that I cherish People that I pray for And uh, Calvary uh, you're, you're those people You're some of those wonderful people uh, The wonderful memories here To be able to be here And tonight's a big thrill for me I want you to know that Sing this with me tonight will you?
1: Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free. Sing it again now. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Oh, thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Oh, thank you, Lord, for giving to me. My great salvation so rich and free. I'm
0: thankful tonight. Thank you, Abel. I'm I'm told um is it Abel? Abel baby, which which is it? Uh, it it has been it has been wonderful. I love to worship with you guys, and by the way, you did such a great job in the um uh, in the Jubilee, man, I'm telling you, you brought a crowd. Uh, your preacher came down there and cut a shine. He cut a shine. I'm talking about my son done some preaching. And for those of you that got to make it down, he absolutely, um, he looked like what they call one of them old-fashioned stem winders. Whew, great preaching, wonderful preaching, just a great time. And I can tell you, you helped us that Shining Light. You helped us, God truly did use the choir and used you guys and your preacher. And so I count it a high privilege to be here this evening. And um, I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter number seven. I I feel obliged to preach along these lines. I I don't know um, that I'm expecting the running of the aisles necessarily, but if we want what we say so often that we truly want, we can't have it, but it's going to be something that God has to truly do in our hearts and it's going to it's going to be that deep abiding work it uh, for us to really get where we want to go. God has to sometimes move some things out of our hearts and out of our lives and it's amazing to me how you can come to church and you can and it's been this way for 30 years of being saved it's amazing to me how you can come to church and you can think well I'm you know I've been I've been praying and I've been reading my bible been faithful to church and been involved in the soul winning activities been involved in a lot of the things that are going on but it's always amazing to me how you can come to church and the preacher can preach that message and the spirit of god will use that certain thing that the Bible says the word fitly spoken, and that thing, man, just just rings your heart out, and you think, well, I can't go any further. There's always higher ground. You remember, you remember that. There's always higher ground. There's always another place you can go, and you can think you're at the top, and then God can take you a little bit further. Yeah. Right? Was it was it Elijah's servant that went up just a little bit further, and and you can always go a little higher. You can always go a little further. Tonight, that's my desire. It's not just my desire for you, but it's my, it's my desire for me, and then it's my desire especially for my wife who I have with me tonight. Hey, honey, I sure do love you. But I want Brother Jeff Castle to come around and pray for us tonight. Brother Jeff, Jeff, would you come up here and lead us to the throne of grace tonight? And he's my good friend. I thank God for him and his wife Paula being in the service tonight. And I want him to pray for me and pray for us tonight. And uh, Brother Jeff, I love you, buddy. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to you, dear God, in a word of prayer. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, dear God, in this moment, dear God, for the word of God is being broke forth, dear God. Father, I just pray that you deal with hearts as you see fit. God, we sure do need revival in our land, all the craziness that's going on. Please, Lord, would you... Lord, just seeing revival. Dear God, if we'd open our hearts and our minds, touch the preacher, Lord, yes, as he preaches. Thank you for this good church, dear yes, God, the God. welcome that we Bless felt. It, God, we thank you for that. And I pray to you anoint this service from on high. We give you all the honor, praise, and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. And thank you, Brother Jeff. Luke chapter seven tonight, Luke chapter number seven. If you're glad to, that you're saved tonight, will you say Amen. amen. Oh, it's so good to be saved, to be washed in the rich royal red blood of Jesus, amen, to know that your sins have been forgiven. Thank God for that tonight. I'm so thankful. Luke chapter 7 tells the story of a woman here that I believe we need to sort of look at and examine some things about this story, some things that take place here in this story. And I want you to look at it with me tonight. Look with me, verse number 36. Luke chapter number 7, the gospel of Luke. Look at verse number 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee, and he saith, say on. This evening, if the Lord would help me, I want you to look back with me in verse 37. The Bible says that she brought an alabaster box of ointment. In verse number 38, the Bible says that she anointed them, his feet, with the ointment. I'd like to talk to you and preach a little while on this simple thought. If It ain't broken, well, you better break it. If it ain't broken, you better break it. Let's pray tonight. Lord, we love you and thank you again for the good grace of God. Bless now, I pray, thy servant. Help him tonight as we break forth the wonderful word of life. And may it touch hearts and lives in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, and God's people said? I believe this alabaster box When we sort of look at it, it symbolizes the most precious thing that she has, the most precious thing that she owned, the most prized commodity, you might say. But I believe that you can see that it it really symbolizes her life. I believe as we look at the portrait of this woman, who the Bible declares in two different places, that she's just a sinner. I think that we can see about her that there's attributes or traits about her in this story that resemble our lives as well. I thought about some places in the Bible, just like in Judges chapter number 7 and verse number 20, Gideon commanded that his men take and blow the trumpets and break the pitchers so that the lamp could shine for all to see. And as soon as the men got to camp, into the camp of the Midianites, they suddenly break those pitchers, didn't they? And as lightning flashes across the sky, that light there uh, came forth as torches that had been hid under a bushel, bringing forth light into the camp Matthew 5, 16 says, and you know this, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And this, because of this, it brought much fear into the hearts of the enemy. Just like when Elisha, having had the mantle of the man of God placed upon his life and upon him, upon him in 1 Kings 19, he goes back and he breaks up the plow the instruments of his employment to use for the burnt sacrifice. In John chapter number 12, Mary has a pound of ointment, of spikenard, very costly. Apparently, according to Judas, Judas Iscariot, it was worth about 300 pence. It was very valuable. Can I say to you tonight, uh, by way of just introduction, that may I say this evening that you and I often will be brought to the places in our lives where we have that great commodity our lives and that God will speak to us about it and talk to us about it and we'll hear preaching about it and we'll need to make a move to God regularly to stay where we need to be with the Lord because I don't know about you but I want my life to shine for Jesus. God's not put us here to whoop it up. God has put us here to get some help and that we might be a witness in the community, that we might make a difference in our family's lives. And can I tell you tonight that getting to Jesus and being where we need to be with the Lord is of utmost importance tonight. Not a person in this room will get anything until you and I get to Jesus first and get at his feet, amen. We need to get where God can touch our lives and change our lives. Lives by his power, amen. In this text tonight, we find a woman of ill repute. She comes in, of all places, she comes into one of the Pharisees' house. Now, she's not invited, she's not announced, she's not welcome but she does not let her situation and she doesn't let her circumstances keep her from coming to Jesus. She's not good enough. She's not clean enough. She's not holy at all, but she comes anyhow. She is not inhibited by her vanity. She's not inhibited by her vulgarity. She just needs to get to Jesus. Can I tell you tonight, Calvary Baptist Church in Union Grove, North Carolina, the greatest need of this church and the greatest need of any person Life tonight is to get to Jesus, Amen. Amen. Well, if we can just get to Jesus in this text, this alabaster box, it's very costly. Costly ointment, no doubt. And it's not, uh, as we look at this text, we find out it's not the only thing that gets broken here. This woman is broken in a way that God's people need to be broken. There's things that go on in her life that day that I'm afraid sometimes becomes uh, something that uh, we just don't see as often as we should around the house of God. Uh, can I say to you tonight, I wanna just go ahead and knock you knock your horns off while I got you. I love you Calvary but I got to tell you just like I tell shining light and I tell anybody else can I tell you and I know this is going to shock you but you're nothing He's everything I'm nothing amen Oh, when he saved me, buddy, he didn't get anything good. I'm telling you, I'm nothing tonight apart from the grace of God, honey. I'm telling you, I'm just glad he came by where I was September 26, 1993, at a little after 12 o'clock on that Sunday morning, honey. I'm telling you, I got birthed into the family of God and after almost 30 years of being saved, I wanna tell you, it still thrills my heart that he could save somebody like me, amen. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah, that's right. Can I ask you this before I move on? Have you gotten over it? Come on now. You had not gotten over it, have you? You say, well, I wouldn't act like that if I was you tonight. Well, bless God, that's why he called me to preach. This woman right here, I want to tell you, there's some reason this woman gets broken. And I think we need to look at them tonight. And we need to do some inventory of our own lives. You know that? We need to take inventory tonight. We need to look at ourselves. And we just need to get real and get honest with God. Number one, I thought about this about that woman. I'm talking about if it ain't broken, you better break it. Number one, this woman was broken because of who she was. Look at verse number 37. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner. Verse number 39 says... If he were a prophet, would he have not known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him? For she is a sinner. She's known as a sinner because she resembled a sinner. She's a sinner, she's dirty, she's vile, she's vulgar, she's unchaste, she looked like a sinner, she acted like a sinner, you know why? Because she was a sinner, amen. Can I tell you tonight, honey, I'm afraid sometime we're trying to clean the fish before we ever catch them, amen. We're trying to get everybody lined up, I believe in standards, I believe in looking right, I believe in smelling right, and I believe in spitting white, amen, I know where I'm at. I told, I told my wife on the way up here, I said, honey, I believe if I had a cigarette, half a nerve pill, a drink, strong drink or something, I said, I believe I'd take it right now. I'm nervous as I can be, amen. Y'all looking at me like you believe that. Anyhow, <laughs> praise God, if you knew me before I got saved, you'd know why. Hey, I'm just trying to tell you the day that I got saved I wallered into the back of the house of God, two ear bobs in both ears, long floppy haircut I'm talking, I probably had dope in my pocket, no telling what I'd been doing the night before, let me tell you God didn't get no gym when he got me honey, but I'm going to tell you I thank God that he didn't throw me out, catch me out, get rid of me tell me I wasn't welcome, no sir, no ma'am, I thank God the spirit of God dealt with my heart uh, and showed me what I needed and that day I got I gloriously birthed into the family of God. I want to say the same God that saved me is the same God that can save you, amen. amen. You might have wandered in here tonight and you might be thinking, boy, I'm, I, I'm in the wrong place. No, sir, no, ma'am, you're just right exactly where you need to be. Did you hear what I said? I said, you just exactly where you need to be. Hey, the Spirit of God wants to talk to you tonight and if you'll let him, oh, honey, I'm telling you tonight, God could change your life. I'm talking about change your trajectory, change the outcome, the destination, the direction of your life if if you'll let him, amen? This woman here, she resembled a sinner. I thought about this. She was a sinner by reputation. Verse number 39, she's known in the city. When she came in, they knew who she was, now I wanna say this. They might have known for a variety of reasons. Did you hear what I said? They might have known for a lot of different reasons. Either way, that she's known in the city, people knew who she was. They knew what she'd been doing. That word reputation I used tonight, the estimation in which a person or thing is held, especially by the community or or of the public generally. Only when we realize our true worth before God can we truly be of any value to God. What am I saying tonight? You and I need to not ever get over the fact that we've been saved by the marvelous, amazing grace of God. My good friend said one time, he said, I don't ever want to forget the ditch that God dug me out of, honey. I've been saved 30 years. I've got a fine haircut. I've got a nice watch. I've got a fancy coat of clothes on. But can I tell you tonight, friend, I'm just saved by the grace of God, amen. There ain't nothing special about me except Jesus, just Christ. Don't get real excited. This is not a $1,000 suit, I just thought I'd tell you. Goodwill has suits too, watch out. She's broken because of who she was. When's the last time you got broken over who you were? I've been saved and done a lot of things I'm ashamed of. Do y'all listen to me now? Is this Calvary First Baptist? Did I get off at the wrong exit? You know what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not, I'm not fussing. I'm just saying, hey, listen, sometimes we get above our raising. We forget where God brought us from. Are you listening to me? Sinners need to know tonight that, my friend, listen, hey, that what we have this evening, listen, that we slip our clothes on the same way. The only difference between us tonight is that we've been changed by His power. Amen. Can I say to you tonight, she's broken because of who she was. Number two, she's broken because of who He was. Look at verse 37. And behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisees' house. Oh, yeah. She's broken because of who he is. This is Jesus, this is the Son of God. This is wonderful. This is counselor. This is mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, the Messiah, the anointed one, the Christ, the only hope for humanity. Honey, she heard that Jesus was gonna be in the house. That's what needs to go on at Calvary. Hey, God's meeting with them over there, amen. We need to meet together regularly. We need to worship God. We don't need to go through the motions. We don't need to just show up just because it's Sunday evening. No, we need to meet with God. We need to have God meet with us. Amen. I love the way Calvary goes to church. I love to go to church with people from Calvary because you ain't ashamed to worship. Sitting over here, Steve, on the side of the road, just over here on the side of the road, and they'll tell you up in town they'll tell you well you can't build a church like this you can't do it that way singing them old songs uh, preaching that way like your preacher your preacher by the way your preacher gets plumbed beside himself don't he yeah boy talking about a romper stomper amen in a good way but I want to say to you, maybe, maybe she had heard in Luke 7, 1 through 10, a servant had been healed. Maybe she heard in Luke 7, 11 through 18, a son had been raised. Verses 19 through 23, maybe she heard a saint had been encouraged and maybe she was thinking, if he can do it for them, he can do it for me, amen. Can I tell you tonight, those of you sitting in here that do not love the Lord, he can change your life. It ain't about all of this, It's about this, you let Jesus change this and he'll take care of everything else, huh? That's right, amen. Oh honey, I wanna say she's broken because of who he is. When's the last time you saw him? Maybe like maybe like Isaiah saw him when he saw him in the year that King Uzziah died, and he saw him high and lifted up. When's the last time you saw him that away? Honey, I tell you, we ain't ever gonna get past that. We got to see him regularly for who he is, amen. He's your savior, he's your Lord oh honey tonight when's the last time you got broken because of who he is I don't how many times the Lord I'd be listening to something in the car going down the road and the Holy Ghost slip in there with me and all of a sudden boy God get big inside that car with me you say, what happened? Boy, I'm just telling you, you, get to magnify. The Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Tonight, church, it ain't about me. It's not even about our church. It's about Jesus, amen. We need to make much of him tonight. I thought about she's broken because of who he was. I thought of this. She's broken in a visible way. You see, her penitence was public as her sin had been. She knows, or excuse me, she shows her love. She shows sorrow for sin, godly sorrow, and she wants forgiveness. Look at verse number 38. The Bible says, And she stood at his feet behind him, weeping. She's broken, boy and she's not ashamed of her brokenness. She's not ashamed of the fact that, boy, she's there in a place where she's not wanted. But of everybody in the crowd, there was one that was glad she was there. Can I tell you sometimes, we don't always, I, I know that not here at Calvary, but there's places that I've seen and I've been where people come in, you work hard, and you try to get people to come to the house of God, and they come in and they don't look like you. I was thinking about Brother Bushy. I was thinking about Brother Castle. These men go into prison. I mean, they, they, they've been in prison. They're in prison regularly. They just got out of prison. They're back, amen, and they go over there and they tell people about the Lord, and I tell you, those guys, man, they're they're rotten. they deserve. it to be there no doubt and nobody really seemingly cares about them but can I tell you thank God when sinners come when folks come in here they may not look right, smell right and all of that stuff but they need to know that Jesus loves them amen and can I tell you one of the best ways one of the best ways to get lost people to Jesus I believe this is to worship God when they come when the Spirit of God falls down in this place and we begin to worship the Lord, I'm telling you what, the Spirit of God will get all over them. You say, well, I'm worried about what they'll think, honey. You need to get beyond that. Oh no, no, she's broken in a visible way. When's, hey, by the way, can, can I say to you, being broken, worship, all these things, can I tell you, there's no way to do that silently. I know, I know, you may not do it like me and and we probably ought to be thankful, probably break something. But can I tell you, when God does something in you, it'll get out of you. It'll show up on you like the measles, honey. That's right. Can I say to you, she's broken in a visible way. When's the last time somebody heard you testify? When's the last time somebody saw you crying tears in a worship service? And it wasn't just because you was crying over some burden or somebody, but you was just crying and worshiping God and thanking him for the fact that she wasn't in the honky-tonk last night, that she wasn't in turkey foot last night, doing things you shouldn't be doing, but just thanking God, I'm saved, amen. Honey, you don't know where I was at when God saved me. I was in a mess, boy. I'm telling you, but God loved me anyhow. You say, hey, I'm not gonna act that way. Well, that's fine, but don't get mad when I do. She's broken in a visible way. I got to hurry. She's broken, but not only in a visible way, but she's broken and moved to gratitude. Yeah, yeah you know what I believe the fruit of brokenness, at least one of them is thankfulness. You know what characterizes these last days, second Timothy chapter three, if I'm not mistaken, that's the reference? Unthankfulness Unthank- do, do you know to be called unthankful is to be called nothing worse. Did you hear what I saying? to be called unthankful, not to be grateful for what God has done for us. I rode up on the property and my wife said look back there. She said look at that big old fellowship building. Look at this wonderful place, she's not been in here. I done been in here now. I'm telling you, I like it. I didn't want to come in, you say why? I wanted to sit out there in them rocking chairs. But I had to. I wanted to, too, too. Can I tell you? Can I say to you tonight that we ought to be the most grateful, the most thankful people that has ever been? She get, verse number 38, notice here now, she's standing here weeping, began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs. Let me stop and say, when's the last time you cried tears? I just mentioned that, but I want to mention it again. When's the last time you, moved, you were moved to tears during the singing? When's the last time you bailed out of the choir during the singing and you just had to find you a place in the altar and worship the Lord and thank God and thank him for what he's done for you. Honey, I'm telling you tonight, we're not getting what we deserve, amen. By the way, aren't you glad, thank God, when we were lost and undone, that mercy protected us till grace showed up. I'm about to get, I'm about to, mm, I said, hey, mercy protected us till grace showed up, honey. Thank God for the day that the grace of God showed up in my life and made all the difference, amen. What is wrong with me? I am telling you. She's, man, she's moved. She gave him her heart, she gave him her head, her hair, which is her glory, she gave him her affection. She, the Bible says, "Brother Pope, she was kissing his feet in public," and we won't even say, "Amen, glory, hallelujah." We won't even we won't even do that, but the Bible says that she's wetting his feet and wiping his feet with her hair of her head and kissing his wonderful feet. I was looking for somebody's feet and I thought, no, I'm not going, I'm not, no, no, oh, no, 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 sir. Uh -uh. I don't think them's been worked on in a while. Oh, no, oh, no. Thats what my brother Allen, no, no oh no I'm just kidding, but can I tell you that's the attitude we ought to have. I like what dr Weigel if' I'm, I'm not wrong about this, Dr. Weigel said, no one ever cared for me like
1: Jesus. There's there's no other friend so kind as he. And if that's the
0: case, ought we not to worship him tonight? Just worship him. She gave him her glory, her affection. She gave him her fortune. That alabaster box, I believe, was probably the most precious thing that she had. 300 pence is very valuable, pricey. Costly. I don't have much. I don't have much. To, I, I really, honestly, I don't have a lot of talent. I know that's not hard to believe. I don't have a. I don't have a fortune. I have no. I'm not a celebrity. I. I don't have any fame. I don't have anything like that. I don't come from a wealthy home or family. No, nobody in my family has has, far as I know, ran for office and all that. But I can't give him my life. I, it may not be a lot to you, but I can give him me. And I can say, Lord, here I am. Brother Justin, I've heard your testimony. And I don't say this with all due respect. You're not hitting on a whole lot. But Jesus has taken whatever your life is. Brother Jeff, God's just took, taken whatever, whatever you are. And he just wants to get glory. See, here's the thing. God can take your life, though you don't see much value in it at all. You know how you determine the value of something, don't you? You determine the value of something by what someone's willing to give for it. Let that sink in, honey. What did God give? God gave his only begotten son. He gave his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, that's you and me, believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. She's broken, and she's moved to gratitude. She's broken, I've already mentioned this, and she's willing to embarrass the flesh. Dr. Ronnie Simpson said one time, he said, you'll never really worship God until you're willing to embarrass the flesh. Well, I can't hardly disagree with that. She's not worried about what anybody, she's unconcerned about appearances. She's not worried about her dignity. Some some will not come or worship because of vanity. You never truly worship until you, until you disregard disregard the pride of self and being self-conscious, and even to an extent being self aware. You and I have to get beyond that. Well, what will they think down at the job? What will they think if they look on our live feed and they see me standing front and center up in the choir singing? What will they think then? What will they think when they see my my license plate? What will they think when I leave a gospel track on the table in the break? What will they think? We gotta get beyond that. We do the same thing in church. We sit sometimes in church and we miss opportunities to raise our hand, come to the altar, whatever the case, and we miss out because of vanity, pride. She's broken and she gave the best that she had. You listening to me tonight? She didn't withhold anything, she didn't keep anything back. She didn't say, No, I'm going to keep that in reserve. Uh uh-uh. she not like Anani- She wasn't like Ananias and Safira. No no. Uh-uh. No, she brought the best that she had and she begged him to take it. Why are you holding back? You say, Well, I'm a business person and you know I got things to think about, and you know, if, if I do, if I act like if I go to a church like that, you know, it's sad, but some business people think that way. Well, I need to be a part of a church that can build my network, my business. Let me tell you something. God ain't within 10 million miles of that garbage. Well, if you go to a church and you can help people with your business, praise the Lord. But that certainly is not why you go. I don't know why I said that, but i don't take it back. I thought about Ornan. In 1 Chronicles 21, the king comes calling. There's a time of judgment that's getting ready to come. And King David comes to Ornan's house and ask him for a threshing floor and a little bit of land. And Ornan says, but king, you can just have it. And David says, oh no, I'm gonna pay you for it. He said, king, listen, I'm just, I guess y'all know I'm paraphrasing. Listen, you can have the threshing floor, you can have the meal for an offering, and you can have the oxen for a sacrifice. You can have every bit of it. Can I tell you tonight, that's what Jesus deserves. He deserves everything you got. Your business, your talents, all everything that you are. He, he owns every bit. There's not a place in your life that ought to be sectioned off or quartered off or fenced off in your heart that he can't have. Amen? If there's anything in your life tonight, listen to me, I'm preaching good. If there's anything in your life tonight that Jesus can't have, then you need to get right with God. Huh? What do you mean he can't? You got that old 57 Chevy sitting out there and you like to go down there and rub on it. No, that's too bony. No, anyhow. You like to go down there and polish it. Look at it. You built a special shop with special tiling on the floor and you've got heat and air just for that 57 Chevrolet. You're not mad at me, are you? Okay, good, good. Just for that 57 Chevrolet. I wonder tonight if the Holy Ghost said, you need to get rid of that. I wonder tonight if the Holy Ghost said, you need to give that to Brother Blaylock. (laughs) Could you do it? Well, you know what I'm saying, don't you? We get like that sometimes. We think we think sometimes more of our stuff than we do the Lord. Sometimes we think more of our events and our activities than we do our service to God. She's broken, man. And she ain't holding nothing back. She said, here it is. I'm gonna break it off. Spill it out on his feet because he's wonderful. He's glorious. When I got saved, Brother Jeff, everything else became second. I'm not bragging on me. I know a lot of people could say the same thing. When God saved me, when God saved me, everything else got put on the back burner. I had a lot of ideas. I had a lot of of, uh, things that I wanted to do with my life. And the Holy Ghost got involved and changed everything about the direction of my life. I didn't have any idea He's going to call me to preach, but I know I hadn't been saved very long and God started working on me, buddy. I knew this I was going to live for God because I knew what God had done for me, what He delivered me from. I said, She withheld nothing. Can I say this in closing tonight? I know what time it is. What is. There's the effects of her brokenness. I want you to get this, the effects of her brokenness. In Mark chapter number 14, we're not going to turn there, but Mary, I believe it is, she breaks that box, that ointment open. When you, when you are broken before God, it sends a message it sends a message and it says something like this to be useful you must be broken you see church it's just getting saved first base that's just the beginning that's not that's not where we're not that's not where we're stopping that, that, that's not the end salvation is not the end of it that's the beginning And can I tell you, being saved any amount of time, the the songwriter said, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. I'm not finding that now that I've been saved almost 30 years, that it's losing any of its power in my life. Study Paul's life. Follow his life. When he gave testimony, what did he give testimony about? I saw a light. I saw a Great light. I saw a light that outside shone the light of the sun. You say, well, he's just one of them preachers that likes to, you know, evangelistically speaking, you know, he's just embellishing. A little. No, no. The longer he served him, the more he saw how wonderful he was and the greater he became in his life. It sends a message. If you want God to use you, you're gonna have to be broken. You listen to me? I wanna say to you, when your life is broken, it saturates the room with a sweet fragrance. John chapter 12, the Bible says there that the fragrance from that spikener, that ointment, saturated the room. It was just wafting through the house. When you get broken before God, I'm talking about in, in in worship, your life gives off a fragrance to God. And it says, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. One little 14-year-old girl stood up on the island of Wales, and she said this, I love Jesus. You see, when you get broken before God, oh, yeah, it'll give off a sweet smell. Let me say this, and I'm done. I want to say to you, it satisfies the Savior. If you looked in these verses, and I'm not going to take time to read it all, but the Bible does say in verse number 47, wherefore I say unto thee, let me back up. Verse number 44, seest thou this woman, talking to Simon, I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss. But this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil, thou didst not anoint. I've been up in Pennsylvania, or it would have been oil. But this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she, I love this, this is what Jesus said about her, for she loved much. I wonder if the Lord says that about you and me. He loves much. The Bible says, To whom much has been forgiven, the same loveth much. Have you forgotten where you were at when He found you? What's more important in your life than serving God? What's more important in your life than living for Jesus? What take, what's the priority of your life these days? You wouldn't dare miss a Carolina. You wouldn't dare over here in, bless your heart, North Iredale area, North in North Carolina. Bless your heart, you wouldn't dare miss a North Carolina State Wolfpack game. What about revival this week? What about revival this week? Have you already made it priority to be here? Have you already determined? are gonna be some things I'm gonna have to put on the back burner because I need something from God. You see, you need something from God because the people around you need something from God. How serious are you? When's the last time you were broken before God? I wonder if maybe the instrument players will come, whoever that may be, and I'm gonna say a few things in the invitation, and I'm gonna have prayer, and I'm gonna turn it over to the pastor. But can I tell you tonight, there needs to be some brokenness. Calvary, you're never gonna graduate from that. You're never going to get so far away from that. Every one of us in this room tonight need to be broken regularly before God so he can get the good out of us. Let's stand our feet tonight. Maybe the Lord's already spoke to you. I believe God's already spoke to some folk and you just need to slip out from where you are. You need to let God help you tonight. Maybe you just need to come forth and bow down around this altar Maybe you need to pray something like this, Lord. I'm sorry. I hadn't hadn't been nearly as broken before you as I need to be. Lord, I, I just thought I was giving everything to you. and Lord, you spoke to my heart tonight. And I need to come. Maybe you just like slip out and say, Lord, I thank you. She's grateful for what the Lord has done. Do you realize where you could be tonight had it not been for the marvelous, amazing grace of God? You Maybe you'd like to slip out where you are and come thank God for your church and your pastor and your pastor's wife and just say, thank the Lord. There was a time when I was in, in a place where the Spirit of God wasn't even welcome. And I'm in a Spirit-filled, New Testament, Bible-preaching church now. And you just need to slip out. Some of you just need to slip out and say, I'm just glad I'm saved. I'm just glad I'm saved. Our churches are drying up. Churches across America are drying up. People that used to have the touch of God on them could testify and sing the glory down, and now they don't have come. What's happened? Could it be that it's been too long since they've been broken. I wonder tonight, real quick, if you're here tonight and you say, Preacher, I'm not sure that I'm saved. I'm not sure if I died right now. I'm going to heaven. While heads are bowed, no one's looking around. Would you be honest? Slip your hand up. I just want to pray for you. Preacher, I'm not sure if I died right now. I'm going to heaven. Would you slip it up and slip it down? Anybody, anywhere, Jesus could come tonight Jesus comes tonight, you'll be left behind. There's enough gospel in what I preach tonight to save the entire world. Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. How many be honest tonight? Those of you that are still in congregation would say, preacher, I'm saved, but I know there's some distance between me and God, and I want you to pray for me. Would you slip your hand up high? I know there's some distance between me and the Lord. I see that hand. I know I'm not exactly where I need to be with God tonight, I've omitted some things, and I need to get back there. Father, would you help your people tonight? Help the man of God, bless his church. Lord, I pray you'd get all the honor and all the glory out of everything that's going on here tonight. I'm nothing, but your everything. I bless you. Bless your sweet name. I ask all this tonight in
2: Jesus' name. Amen and amen our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed tonight many have used the altar many are using the altar tonight if you need to come hey there's still time still plenty of time preacher didn't know it but really we preached right along the same right along the same lines today this morning and then tonight he needs to be our all in all doesn't he he needs to be the priority in our life amen if you need to come tonight the altars are open would you come while we wait as we start this revival maybe tonight there's somebody that needs to just come and rededicate their life to jesus maybe you've sort of wandered or strayed away for a little bit maybe you've lost that joy that fire that he's talking about and tonight you need to come and say lord i want it back lord give me my joy back give me my excitement back for the cause of Jesus. Amen, folks are continuing to come. How about you? How about you? Would you come while we wait? Lord, I'm thankful for what you're doing right now. God, it's been such a good day. Lord, you've been so good to us. And you always are. You're good to us every day. Lord, it's just been a strong day today. It's been a great day. Father, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for stirring our hearts. Lord, for drawing us, Lord, closer to you. Father, I don't know all that's going on in the altar tonight. I don't know all the needs, but I pray, Heavenly Father, that you'd work. And Lord, I pray that we would leave this place better Christians than we were when we entered. And God, help us to have more of a desire to serve you and to live for you. Father, have your way tonight. Save those that may be lost. And God, I pray you'd revive us again. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you for your blessings, Lord. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Hey, if you're watching, uh, if you're watching by way of stream tonight, we are just honored. We're honored to have you watching this evening. And there's a number on the bottom of your screen right now, 704-327-5662. And if you're watching and we can pray with you, or if you need Christ tonight, we would love to give the gospel to you tonight. Would you call that number right now? And we've got some folks that are waiting right by the phone and they're going to take your call and we want to share Jesus with you. I hope you'll call us tonight. Hope you'll do that. You can look up this way tonight. Hey, invitation's still still wide open if you need to come. We're gonna sing this little chorus. How many are glad for the day he touched you? Amen. Yeah. We're gonna sing this little chorus together tonight. You sing it. Sing it like you mean it tonight. Let's sing it together, Calvary. Here we go. Ready? He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened and now I know he touched me and me. Come on, I want you to sing it one more time. Lift up your voices. Here we go. He touched me. Sing it, church. Oh, he touched me and all oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something wonderful happened. And now I know He touched me and made me. Old. And all oh God's people said. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Wow, what a great day it's been. It's been wonderful.